With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello and welcome to episode six of Garibaldi Red, the Nottingham Forest podcast from Nottinghamshire Live. Uh, I am Matt Davis, your usual host with Sarah Clapson. Hello. Hello. Uh, eagle-eyed YouTube viewers will notice we're not in our usual studio in Nottingham. <laughs> we're in is, a fancy studio. We're in a fancy studio. Well, we'll give away a trade secret that the studio in Nottingham is also a, a store cupboard, but it, <laughs> it doesn't look like it because of the magic of technology. This is a real room. A so real we room. Feel, yeah, <laughs> well, very, room. <laughs> very privileged to be in the Birmingham we or are. Birmingham Live office on a bit of a road trip for one day only. That is because the hidden force of the podcast producer, Dan, is off sick, but not with coronavirus. I don't know. Do you, I don't know. No, I don't <laughs> it, think he has. It's not been confirmed. No, no. <laughs> but coronavirus is the talk of the week or certainly of yesterday, unfortunately, when it comes to Forrest mm. with Evangelos Maranakis uh, confirming that he has been, uh, well, contracted would be the word, I suppose, mm. contracted the virus. So, yeah, uh, my phone has got alerts set up, so we'll record this podcast to see what happens, but anything could change even now in the next few minutes. So, Sarah, why don't you kind of just uh, tell us what the latest is as we record this right now? Yeah, it's a very, very, very fluid situation, mm. um, I think, at the minute. Um for the time being, the game against Sheffield Wednesday, nothing's been said about that um, at the moment. Um, nothing's been, other than the fact that Mr. Maranakis has, has been confirmed to have coronavirus, um, other details are a little bit sketchy. Um, can't say for certain whether um, what kind of measures are, are, are being taken or, or, um, or whether any of the players have been tested. That's not something that we're, we can say for definite at the moment. Um, but... I mean, it's so difficult to say what's going to happen around it. Um, Mr. Maranakis was obviously at the city ground on Friday for the game against Millwall. Um, we understand that he met coaching staff, met staff, met players. Um, and obviously because he's contracted the, the virus, then there's that element of, of doubt about what happens next. Um Waiting to hear really on that front. Um, Forrester and the EFL have both put out statements about it, um, saying following the latest advice, latest government health advice. Um, but in terms of the impact that has going forward and, and the impact on the matches, it's still very much up in the air. Yeah, I know Olympiakos have said this morning that their players, staff, directors, they've all tested negative for mm. it. You kind of assume that the Forest players will go through the same procedure you would have thought so yeah, yeah you would have thought so we probably yeah hopefully get results on that today and then who knows what happens I guess yeah guidelines and keep everyone in the picture yeah I mean the, the club and, and the league are, are very much in conversation in discussion um, I know the the EFL are, are in are keeping in contact with Forest because obviously it's it's it has a lot of impact um 
the Arsenal game against Manchester City has been postponed because Mr Maranakis was at um, the Emirates Stadium, went on the pitch, understand that he, he obviously had contact with people there. So they've taken the decision to postpone that Premier League game. Yeah, um, that, that's tomorrow though. So I suppose there's a bit more of a, you have to make a decision quickly on that one, don't you? And yeah, they, exactly. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't mean the Forest game will be off No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't at all. Um, again, because of the time frame involved. Um, but... I guess it just shows that it does have a wider impact. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's a, I suppose there's a case to be made for even a wider football now that you postpone games for a couple of weeks. You've got an international break for the Premier League and the Championship. I suppose, it just, like you say, there's a real world impact now, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, it, it affects people's lives. It's not it's not just sport. It's kind of, it's the impact that it has on people. It's obviously, you know, it's a, it's a, a, a disease that people mm. can contract um, and you have to take into the uh, consideration the wider implications for that um, sporting events are, across Europe are, have, have taken a hit and there have been measures put in place for that obviously in the UK at the minute there isn't anything um, but that doesn't mean to say that further down the line or, or things can change that there will be that impact if the game does go ahead let's talk as if it is for a moment then uh, you know even the best case scenario is it's kind of it's been a chaotic week for the club and it's going to impact the training and preparation for Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday isn't it mm, you'd have thought so yeah I mean as much as um Sabrina Mucci and the players will try to put it to one side and put it out of their minds I'm sure that it has had an impact because of, of obviously Mr Maranakis being at the stadium and, and coming into contact with the club um with members of the club it's very difficult then to kind of switch your focus mm. to a football game. Um, it, it's, it is difficult. If it does go ahead, then obviously they'll, they'll, they'll be professional about it and they'll, they'll do what they have to do. Um, and I'm sure they're putting measures and plans in place for, for whatever happens. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, they're human beings um, and you'll be thinking about other things. Um, it, I'm sure if they... If they do, when they cross that white line, they have to put that to one side and, and focus on the job in hand. But it can't be easy. And if it doesn't go ahead, then well, you don't know what's going to happen, do you? But I suppose it does impact Forest push for the playoffs. If we kind of put the health thing aside, then it could have a, a footballing impact still if they have to miss a couple of game or two or three. Yeah, it's so difficult, isn't it, to speculate or, or to think about what, might happen um, because at the minute anything yeah. anything could um, it, it is really really difficult um, hopefully it can all if it's safe and, and everything is okay it can go ahead as planned and we can carry on with the season and um, Forest can continue with their, their promotion push but it's so difficult the situation at the minute and it just keeps changing mm. minute by minute let alone day to day so um I'm sure the authorities and, and Forest and the club and the league and uh, they all have it in hand and they're all taking everything into consideration and we just kind of have to put our faith in them at the moment. Let's look back on that Millwall game. I think last week we predicted Forest. Well, I didn't obviously they draw, but I'm miserable. But then you said they'd win and they lost and they lost badly. They were, you know, we try, you know, they were terrible on, on that occasion, weren't they? Yeah. Really, in the first half. Uh, it, yeah, they were really bad. Um, you kind of thought that or hoped that they'd got that poor performance out the way at Middlesbrough, but it, it was just a bad week. It was another bad display against, um, against Millwall. Um, they kind of started okay. They had a few bright, opening minutes and they had a, a couple of good openings but Millwall just caught them out and scored three quick goals and that was it it was pretty much game over after that Forrest never really recovered um, didn't really get going didn't really create a lot um, they're a bit all over the place at the back which is unusual for them because generally they're, they're pretty solid and pretty tight but 
they would yeah just a lapse in concentration um i think millwall got the better of them up front um they didn't look their usual kind of selves and the kind of players that have usually stood up and and put in good performances the likes of joe warrell and tobias figueredo and matty cash um they just had off days um, and it happens, especially in the championship. This league has been so up and down this year. Um, mm. Forrest are by no means the only ones to suffer from that kind of inconsistency. Um, it seems to be happening all the time um, from top to bottom, really. I think the thing with Forrest is that when they're good, they're very good. And when they're bad, they're terrible. And mm. there's been, there's, you know, they haven't lost many games. But when they do lose, they tend to just get either blown out of the water or just play as they did against Charlton. Uh, it seems to be a peculiar thing about this Forest team. Yeah, I think it must be so frustrating for the manager. I think you'd mm. rather lose having played well and lose by maybe an unlucky goal or, or lose knowing that you've kind of given it a good go. But they didn't really do that on Friday. Mm. And most of the time, they do have that kind of fighting spirit about them. They do dig in. They, they are pretty they can grind out a result they are pretty gritty um but they weren't on friday um and i say it is unusual it is a bit out of character for them um but yeah they, they can either be really good or really bad and yeah you know that on their day if they play well they can beat anybody um mm. i'm sure they'd fancied their chances against most teams in that division they can pick up really good results because they've shown that mm. they can play good football um but when they have an off day, they really have an off day. Is there a weakness against big strikers? Because we, you know, Gestead, who's all, already got a really good record against Forest, but he mm. roughed them up at Middlesbrough. Smith obviously scored that hat trick. Is that something to be concerned about? That you know, the rare old-fashioned target man does rough them up a bit. Yeah, I don't know. It does seem that way when you look at it. But you look at Tobias Figueiredo and Joe Worrell at centre half, and yeah, it's their thing, isn't it? it should yeah, be, they should I mean, be the kind of striker they like playing. Exactly, they're good old-fashioned centre halves. They love heading the ball. They they love getting crosses out of the way and making big blocks and big clearances. And yeah, in theory, that should be the kind of striker that they're pretty good at coming up against. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know whether it's just a, a, a bit of a, a quirk in in the results, or I, I mean, looking at the game on Friday, they, they did struggle with the way that Millwall played up from um, it's difficult to say really because generally they've been so solid those two they've been a really good partnership that back four um, and Bree Samba and Ben Watson in front of them mm. they've been they've been really the, the backbone of that Forest team mm. uh, we kind of discussed the selection going into the game and Lamucci pretty much went with what we lobbied for in terms of starting Carvalho it's not his fault if they can see three goals is it I mean what did you make of Carvalho's performance I thought he did all right um, in, on a, in a difficult kind of situation when he's not really been playing. I thought he looked he looked okay. He had a few bright moments. Um, he, I mean, he certainly wasn't at fault for them losing 3-0. Um, Forrest just as a whole never really created a lot. Um, I think out of the forward players, he probably had one of the better games. He did at least try and... and he did try to make an impact. Um, it was just really tough going. Um I think we kind of mentioned it last last time, but he's the kind of player that needs a, a run of games, I think, to find his feet a little bit and mm. get back to how he knows he can play. When you're just thrust straight in like that for a game when you've not been playing regularly, it must be really difficult to kind of turn your form back on all of a sudden because you've not got that base to build on all that kind of grounding behind you. Yeah. It's tough for him, really. I suppose the midfield's still a big concern because Samedo played the deeper role and he didn't have a particularly great game Ryan Yates was left out and then Bostock's probably the one that's come mm. in and he's done alright and he feels like the next cab off the rank at the moment if they do play it Wednesday on Saturday 
Yeah, I think, I mean, he certainly made a case for himself to start um, against Sheffield Wednesday because he, he came on and he did make a difference. Mm. And as he did in, in the previous game, he's looked pretty good in both times that he's, came, um, that he's come on. Um, he's quite composed, calm on the ball. Um, he gives them that little bit of steel in midfield, which they were lacking. Um, I think you can kind of see the, the difference that Sam Basal makes when he's there because as much as as much as Lamucci might say, well, you know, we, we, we've got players to step in and we, we don't want to make excuses. I think you can see that he's been a really big miss for them. Um, he just brings so much in the centre of the, in the centre of the park. Um, but I think for me, John Bostock would be a, a decent replacement against Sheffield Wednesday. I think he's done all right. Um, mm. It's just whether that fitness is there, I guess, because he's, again, he's someone that's not played a lot. He's come on as a sub both times. Can he play 90 minutes? Mm. I don't know. It's it's difficult to say. Um, mm. I mean, you'd hope so. You'd hope he's kind of got that base level of fitness and that sharpness. But when you've not played a lot all season, it's going to be difficult to go straight into a championship game and, and play the whole 90 minutes. What's happening with Sam? I think it... I mean, it's, it's very much a kind of day-to-day game by game thing I think with his knee um, mm. Forrest were hoping that he'd be back soon um, but it's something that you don't want to take a risk with you don't want to put him in and he suffers a setback and then he misses more games because you're coming to that time of the season now where you really want him there if, if you can for a run um, mm. because he makes such a difference you don't kind of want to take any risks with it there's no point gambling when you've still got nine games left and he can come back later and, and play a key role mm. um, I'm, I'm sure they'd hope that he'd be back for Sheffield Wednesday but or, or after that um, if or not it doesn't go ahead but yeah it's, it's a, um, a really tricky one um, it's just kind of trying to manage it and, and get it right I think with him mm. Obviously, I read all your pieces. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, there was one about Graben's knee. What's um, what's happening with him? Is he still capable of playing the 90 minutes week in, week out? Yeah, I mean, he, he pretty much said himself that, it, yes, he's got this little knee niggle, but it's not a serious enough injury at the moment to yeah. keep him out. He's, I think there's a, a few of them, and you, you'd be hard pushed to find in most championship squads that there isn't a few that are carrying knocks and niggles at this time of the season um, but he's desperate to play I think that unless they're same with Sammy Amiobi and, and probably Joe Lolly as well who were, both had little knocks and niggles they want to play they want to play in these big games because they know that it, it's coming to that time when it's crunch time isn't it it's when it all counts and mm. players want to be involved um, Lewis Graben said that it, it doesn't at the minute affect him too much and while that's the case he wants to play, which is great because he's such an important player for them. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? I suppose if you look at West Brom, they've got Sahor, Robson, Carno, Austin, Leeds have got Bamford, Augustine and, you know, whoever else. Uh, Brentford have got a few other, they've got four or five options. Forrest kind of pin their hopes at the moment on Graben with Tyler Walker, not as an unknown quantity, but... Mm you know you wouldn't necessarily want to throw him in for 10 games in a row to start would you it's such an emphasis on grabbing yeah it's not just for his goals either it's for his whole round game it's for the importance that he he is so central to that squad he works so hard he's good at both on and off the ball um if you look at his got i mean his goals record's fantastic i know he had that little spell where he he hasn't scored um 
but just his all-round work rate and his contribution is just phenomenal. It really is. Um, and it, it's difficult for someone like Tyler Walker, perhaps, who's not got that level of experience and is a, a different kind of player. As much as he will try and fill that role, trying to do it to the, the level that Lewis Graben does is really difficult, really difficult. Um, it, it just shows how key Lewis Graben is. The one silver lining coming out of the weekend was the fact that no one actually seems to want to finish sixth, which is quite good. It would, you know, Fulham and Bristol City drawing, Preston losing, Derby coming up on the rails a bit. <laughs> I can't see them getting in, but you never know. It's a funny old league, isn't it? Yeah. But that is kind of a bit of a cushion for Forest. They've got that five points as it stands. Yeah, there is that... that bit of breathing space I think you don't want to take anything for granted and you don't want to say by any means that it's done and dusted and that top six space is is sewn up Um, but they are looking in a a good position Um, that gap to seventh is that little bit of cushion Um, Mm. top two I think it's looking really difficult now to catch them but yeah. because of the swing involved more than anything I mean you know you look at them and think is it 10 points I think to second yeah and yeah, it's West Brom a second now Leeds, exactly to be fair to Leeds I mean you know they were well beaten by Forrest but they've they recovered when everyone thought they might bottle it so I think they're probably gone aren't they really now? yeah I think so it is a, it, you're relying on them to lose quite a few games and yeah. other teams to win other Forest to win a few games and as much as you'd bank on Forest winning a few I don't know whether you, you'd think West Brom and Leeds would lose enough yeah. to close that gap it's it's yeah it is difficult I mean you've got to keep going you've got to keep yeah. trying right until the end or until it's um, mathematically impossible but mm. it is looking a big ask um, but top six I think for Forest is is looking a decent proposition. Well, Andy Hinchcliffe was on another podcast uh, saying that they're basically saying it's nailed on. I'm not sure. You need another 14 points still, I would say. I mean, he's talking about shifting mentality and, you know, playing as if you're already in a playoff campaign. I don't think you can do that, can you? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, because then you're, you're at risk of a bit of complacency, I would have yeah. thought. If you think, oh, we're definitely in the playoffs, we can sit back now and think about May. Mm. You st- it's only March. You've still got nine games to play yet. You've still got to make sure that you've made that top six spot secure. And you've also, it, it's that winning mentality, isn't it? You just, it, What's served well, at Forest well so far is this game by game. We're not thinking further than next week or next Saturday. Um, and I don't think you can stop doing that now because mm. that's, that's how you kind of keep yourself grounded and, focus on the next game focus on the next opposition and you, you've just got to keep doing that and see where it takes you I think if you start thinking oh we're we're definitely top six now then you're in danger of of slipping up and nobody wants that let's talk about Saturday as if it, as if it is happening uh, Sheffield Wednesday are in a dire run of form and their manager's coming out and hammering his own players but Forrest are absolutely hopeless against Sheffield Wednesday for a long time and not least the last time they played them as well yeah that yeah do we have to bring up that last yeah. game <laughs> was that worse than Millwall oh, that, that was the worst one wasn't think, it yeah, Wednesday at home, I think that yeah. was a pretty bad one um, definitely um, Forrest are good on the road though mm. away games do tend to uh, suit them better it, it always makes you a bit nervous I think when you, you're coming up against a team that isn't doing very well because you think oh it's going to turn around at some point um you just got to hope that it's not Saturday. Mm. Um, but yeah, Forest having last week got la- last week out of their system. Hopefully, you'd expect them to play a lot better and put in a better performance. Um, 
because they'll be disappointed as anybody with what happened last week. I know they managed to get a point, obviously, at Middlesbrough, but with what happened to, um, on Friday night at the City Ground, they'll want to make up for that. They'll want to bounce back. And you want to get points back on the board. Um, and yeah, away from home, generally, they've been pretty good. Mm. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, if it does go ahead, they'll be uh, back to normal. Yeah. What if it goes ahead behind closed doors? That'd be a bit weird, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't know if we'd be allowed it. Well, you're not going. I don't, I don't know, know if I'd be allowed in. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it would be a very bizarre situation mm. um, because the crowd do make a difference, home and away. Um, mm. I mean, away, Forest away fans this year in particular have been fantastic. They have at the city ground as well, but they get such a strong away following and they make so much noise. Um, even at West Brom the other week, all you could hear was the Forest fans. Mm. Um, and that translates onto the pitch. The, the players pick up on that. And I'm sure they've all mentioned it, Lamucci's mentioned it, the difference that having the crowd behind you can make. So to play in front of an empty stadium, that would be that would be very different, very weird. How do we see Wednesday's form then? Because they've been absolutely horrendous. Does that make, what impact does that have on a game? I don't know. When, when you're on a bad run of form, it is difficult to get out of it. Mm. Um, but... I always hate these games because you, you're kind of thinking it's going to turn around at some point or mm. something's got to happen to to kind of make a change um, and you just don't want it to be against Forest. Um, when you're playing against a team that's on that kind of run, I mean, their confidence is obviously going to be low, you would have thought. Um, Forest have just got to focus on themselves, just concentrate on themselves, play their game. Um, like I say, against on their day against anybody, when they play to their potential, they're they're good enough to beat anyone. Mm. Um, if they can do that, then they've just got to go there and, and do what they know they can do. Um, yeah, just do it better than they did on Friday. <laughs> Is there a case of bringing Dawson back? I know Figueredo and Worrell have been such a good pairing, but maybe after a defeat like that and then two goals against Middlesbrough, yeah. could you make the case or not? I wouldn't. No. I'd, I'd stick with that back four because they have been so good um, I mean you could you could argue that you could bring in Michael Dawson also because of the kind of presence that he has and the fact that he's so experienced at this stage of the season whether or not the pressure is starting to, to tell a little bit he's the kind of person that that will just bounce off him mm. um, he's so experienced he's been there and done that he'll know how to handle these kind of situations and as much as he'll do that in the dressing room as well um, if he was on the pitch then obviously he, he would play that role um, I'd stick with the same back four I think mm. Mm. would you? Oh yeah I think I would I, yeah Figueredo hasn't really done anything particularly wrong I mean he was the better defender against Middlesbrough mm. to be fair to him so actually probably ironically Worrell that's probably had more of a dip so I'd probably yeah, stick with that. And I wouldn't change formation and play three at the back or anything like that. I know that's quite fashionable yeah, at the moment. Yeah, people arguing for two up front yeah. as well. But I'm, no, I I'm, think I'd shake up the midfield and try mm. and give them more protection. I think Semedo, uh, he's a bit inconsistent, isn't he? He started off really well. He got injured. And then since he's come back, mm. you know, if he'd started his Forest career like he's playing now, then Forest fans wouldn't be, you know, they wouldn't think much of him. He's kind of being a Diacarby bracket in a way at the moment. It just shows what form means and confidence means. So I think I'd bring Bostock in. I'd stick with Carvalho. And I'd probably only make that one change, even though they were so bad against Middlesbrough, mm. uh, Millwall, excuse me. I think I'd stick with that personally. Yeah, I think so. If you change too much, then you're in danger of ripping up everything that's done well so far, I think. Yeah. That formation has worked well 
for the most part. So I don't, I think you're at risk of panicking a little bit if you think, oh, we've lost this, we've lost this one game. We've not performed well for two games. Let's rip it all up and see what we can do. And when he does make big changes, then it tends to go wrong anyway. The Charling game and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. The tweak here and there is more, Mm. especially with Forrest, you know, they remind me of the team that made the playoffs more under Hart than Davis because they have this kind of 14 or 15 player group core group and then beyond that the players that come in don't always perform because probably because they just haven't played as much mm. as much as anything so they've they've you know hit this formula that they probably need to stick with now and see if it takes them to the end of the season yeah although so. that said I do wonder about whether Brennan Johnson and Alex Mighton might come in Johnson scored twice in the 23s on Monday and Mighton scored again and maybe whether you get those around the squad more. Johnson hasn't played since the FA Cup game at no. Chelsea. Yeah, Alex Martin's back. been in, in and around it a yeah, little bit, yeah. but not really got out on the pitch very much. Um, mm. I'd give one of them a chance, but it's so difficult. You forget how young they are sometimes because they're, they are really good and they're, they're so highly rated. But this kind of pressure situation when there's so much at stake, mm. you've got to as a manager you've got to make sure that your players are right and that they can handle all that and to throw young players in I'm not saying it's a risk or a gamble but no I think I'd have them in the squad though I'd have them on the bench yeah I think think so yeah I mean I'd certainly give them a a run out here and there um, if the game allows it Mm. which one's further along do you think Johnson or Mighton in terms of their development is it Johnson I don't mm, I don't know. I mean, Alex Mighton's been the one that's been more involved in the squads generally. Um, I mean, they're both really highly rated, really talented players that have got really bright futures ahead of them. Um, I know Sabrina Michi said several times that he's very impressed with them, a big fan. um, And it's just a case of blooding them in. Um, You don't want to go all in, throw them in at the deep end and risk hampering their development risk it going the other way you you just got to try and get it right with young players it's really difficult really mm. difficult thing to do as a manager mm. we did have a listener question about training and whether the players should be given time off but I suppose that's a bit irrelevant this week given what's happened I suppose it's been it must yeah. have been, probably been a chaotic week hasn't it yeah I think it probably has I mean they did have a bit of time off after um, yeah. Friday night's game um, yeah I mean as for what's happened in and around training this week I think it would no. all be it's difficult to say, isn't it? Difficult to say what, what they've been able to do. Is he a manager who drags them in? And, well, it would be Saturday morning and Sunday morning. Does he get them in or does he take a bit of time? And Yeah, you know, I mean, he said he was going to give them a bit of time off, yeah. um, give them a, a few days and then get them back in this week. But whether those plans have, have had to change. No, he's not a rant and a raver though, is he? In no, experience, no, no. I mean, he's pretty... He's, he's pretty calm pretty composed whether they win or lose very rarely there's only been a, a few times where he's after certain results where he's been really angry and really frustrated and mm. that does show but yeah. the, I mean he's, he still keeps very calm and um, very level headed he's he's very much if they win he stays on an even keel if, he, if they lose he stays on an even keel and that kind of translates to the squad I think they're all Mm. pretty composed pretty calm um, and that's what you need really at this stage of the season no no do they have anyone who gives us a bit of the hair dry treatment would, that, sure. be a, oh. would that be Daw- <laughs> that would be Dawson yeah. or someone like oh, that I'm suppose. pretty sure um, Sabrina Mucci could do yeah. it in the dressing room when he's it's all behind closed doors and they've not played like 
um, he wants them to. Um, mm. I'm, I'm sure he's got a, a sharp tongue when he wants. But yeah, they've got players like Michael Dawson, like Ben Watson. Um, I mean, even Joe Worrell, he's never been afraid of, of saying what he thinks. Mm to his teammates um, they've got a few players like that Lewis Grappen's fairly experienced um, mm. a few big voices I think in the dressing room and they'll all know they'll all know after Friday that they didn't perform like they should or mm. that they want to um, you don't necessarily need somebody to stand in front of you and, and rant and rave and say you were rubbish to know that they'll all you know they'll all be well aware that it, it wasn't good enough mm. what's your prediction for Saturday assuming it were to go ahead then I think Forest will, uh, will win um, because they are better on the road. Do we have to say Forest will win every sorry. game? I think we've been sorry. here every okay, week. Okay, all right, sorry. <laughs> you can't say I don't no, want to say they're going to lose. No. Um, no, I, do, I genuinely do think they'll win um, on Saturday. Mm. You can say they'll lose if you I like. I think they'll lose. <laughs> they'll reco- be covered from all angles. Oh, they're terrible against Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> but I they know, did win but... in Cardiff. They're equally bad against Cardiff. Yeah, exactly. And they won at Cardiff. And they're so up and down that maybe, you know... Well, they've been pretty down for the last week, so... I know. I figure it's going to go... Are you not worried yet, up. are we? Are they not worried it's all going wrong? No. No, I don't no, think so. No, I think... It's so reactionary football, isn't it? You have one mm. bad game and all of a sudden, that's it. Um, mm. But it was just a bad week. It was just two games. Mm. Um, before that, they'd done well at Cardiff. They've played well in other games. Um, every team's going to have blips, aren't they? It's just how quickly you come through it and how you turn it around I don't think there's any need to panic I really I really don't um, no. if it continues if they don't play well against Sheffield Wednesday then maybe you yeah. start to ask a few questions but and you don't want to be the team that limps into the playoffs either if you do get in no, there as well no exactly you want to be going in good form don't you you mm. want to be going on a a winning streak if you can but there's still nine games yet mm. I know nine games isn't a lot but it's still it's still a fairly long stretch of time. Mm. A lot can happen. A lot can change. Um, yeah, it's all about finding form at the right time, isn't it? Mm. Going into the playoffs. Uh, I've drunk all my tea and I'm starting to lose my voice a bit. I don't have <laughs> coronavirus, but I do have a bit of a sniffle. So it's dust related. It's all the building work at my house. Sarah okay. knows all about oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I know. We did travel over here together. Yeah, so, we did. Yeah isolation um right so thanks for listening uh, yeah, we'll be you. back next week we don't we know hope. where <laughs> yeah we hope we'll be back next week who knows what's going to happen i do have a special guest lined up but it'll probably fall through with everything that's happening and we've had a few special guests lined up yeah. That have through. yeah so um i will be here i will have a haircut by next week and i'll wear a shirt that's ironed for anyone that's watching this <laughs> dug out of the washing that'll be a first uh i don't know i'm iron shirts <laughs> If I, someone eyes it for me. You usually wear a jumper. I do wear a jumper. And I realise I've worn the same jumper for all five episodes of have this. You? I think so. Or I might have got two. Is it a lucky jumper? No. Well, they were, they were rubbish against Millwall. I've got two jumpers that are very similar and I might have worn that. So I've donned a shirt for this. So to try and look like I do have. Shirt some, and tie next week. I, I can't wear a tie. I think I've put too much weight on my neck. It's got a bit fat. That's why I wear jeans to work. I don't know if you can people see this. I stopped wearing trousers to work because none of my trousers fit me and I'm not buying any more. And I did go, I'm going to go off on a tangent. I did go on a diet and I lost half a stone, but then I put it back on because we don't have a kitchen at home and we've not had a kitchen in like six weeks. So I've been living off microwave food and salad, but more microwave food than salad or takeaways. So now I weigh more than I did before I started the diet after Christmas. 
and I'm not eating any crisps or any chocolate. I've been, you know, eating fairly well. Oh, Although no. I did have, we had Chinese chips and McDonald's in the space of seven days last week. So it's all gone to hell. I'm not sure what I can say to that. I don't know. Tell me to get back on the wagon or something. <laughs> I don't know. We're getting a kitchen next week. There you go. Well, we're not getting worktops for the kitchen. Oh. We're getting one worktop. <laughs> so, yeah, we might have a cooker. So I might look a bit leaner and I might even shave. I don't even know. Yeah, shave. So, yes, oh, hopefully back in Nottingham. Yeah, <laughs> probably with Sarah. Definitely, hopefully, definitely with me. Maybe with a special guest. Maybe with some football to talk about. We just don't know. We're a bit sorry. It's been a bit of a hodgepodge episode. Yes, yeah. But we'll try and keep everyone in the picture, and um, hopefully, it's not all. This isn't all out of date by mm. the time everyone can listen to it. Hopefully. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening.